Hey there, White Sox fans. Guess what? It's Southside Sox podcast number 16. I can't even count that high. You may know her as, oh, I don't know, on another podcast, you may know her as Tara Swift. It's possible. Uh, from the <laughs> Southside Hit Pen podcast, you would know her by many names, including Keelan Blue. And she's joining me for the first time on the Southside Sox podcast. Welcome, Keelan. Thank you, Brett, for welcoming me. It is I, Tara Swift. I am drinking again. <laughs> it's Sunday but... night, and we started out very chill. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We have we'll already. See. We'll see if we can kick this up. You know, it is sort of the, well, we just got out of the hind end of 2020. We've moved into the front end of 2021. Not a lot's happened. Uh, no, no. It's still sort of cold, but we're going to try to make some stuff happen. With make the it spicy. White Sox. And Southside Sox. Absolutely. So welcome, Keelan. And let's, and let's, hey, let's get spicy right off. Let's, let's talk White Sox Twitter polls. Let's talk Twitter polls. That is very uh, spicy. Apparently, you're a, uh, a uh, uh, on the rise White Sox on the rise. Twitter newcomer. Yes, apparently. I'm, I am. According I am. to the uh, Ben and Carol poll. Yes. Uh, which I made the mistake of just tripping into, apparently, weeks into a, a, a triple and, and quadruple elimination tournament and cracking a joke about why Southside Sox was not among the three what seemed to be fairly randomly assembled blogs in the finals. And, you know, a few people, uh, Bennett included, apparently, I don't, didn't get or appreciate the joke and was later. Yeah, you got, you got burned by the, the Jewish ginger. So <laughs> he, uh, okay. you mess with the bull, you get the horns. And listen, I was later even scolded for um, talking down to someone, but here's my point I don't there. know about this. Is yeah. that that same? Oh, yeah, um, some Joe, I think it's Joe. Hey, Joe. Um, but you know, here's the thing. If you crack on me and say like, Hey dummy, it's, it is the finals. Okay. Which is cool. That's cool. You know, sort of don't get the joke. That's fine. But then you can't come back and then say, now you're talking down to me. It's really got to be oh, one of the, I did not too see dumb that. to pick up on the fact that it's the finals of the Bennett Carroll Bowl or say, man, you're too high hat. I'm not yeah. down with it. Don't talk down to me, but it can't be both. Yeah. But I'll, you know, I'll stop there. How are you feeling about the poll? I mean, I how's it going? Good. Is it over? Is it, are you winning, losing? Well, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm losing terribly. Which <laughs> is, it's still a win. It's still a win in my sure. book because I've only had Twitter for two years, I think. And I've only been active on it since the summer during the baseball season. Um, so to me, I was like, well, I don't know, LOL. <laughs> like what is going on? No, so yeah, no, I mean, it's very nice and to be recognized in an unauthorized White Sox Twitter poll. Oh my God. It's like you, it's like you have your victory speech already written out. Listen, a win for you is a win for me because I, you know, I dare say, you birthed me. Pull you into Twitter. It's true. If I hadn't have pestered you, then maybe yeah. like talking White Sox. Online. Totally no. You you birthed me, so that is one reason I'm like I don't feel like uh, I'm like this is nice in general. And then you know I believe Janice was just crushing um, myself and uh, Dick Dick the knife his actual name is Dick, um, just crushing us. So, and that's fine because we're all friends and Janice Good. is one of us as well. So mm-hmm. all around, it's just like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Bold that the, the female vote was not split. Uh, I think it makes sense because she's got like five, th- almost 5,000 followers. And then I only have a thousand something, I guess. So it made sense. And Janice actually knows baseball. <laughs> Whereas I'm just like, it's a minor thing, figuring it out. Mm. So I think it makes sense. And, you know, she's idolized in a way across different people. Um, even people on our own, in our own group look up to her. So I am proud. Like I told her this analogy will probably not make sense to most people that listen to this but i she's the kate middleton and i'm like the pippa middleton holding her dress and people will be like look at this picture of this girl in a dress and her butt i'll take that that's still good press absolutely it's press (laughs) it is press 
you know. Right. Right. So I feel good about it. And thank you for, thank you for giving birth to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I survived. It was just last summer. Man. It was. I'm still just recovering. Actually, I I think it's only, it was only a year ago. It was about a year ago that you reached out to me. So Um, yeah. Hi, Mr. Wendell. Mr. Wendell's growling. I was going to ask, does Mr. Wendell, which is uh, Keelan's dog, oh, going to make an appearance. He's coming. You've only heard him before on the on a White Sox podcast. Does Mr. Wendell ever get played his song? He does get played his song. And, um, and he, I'll sing it to him sometimes. Is he is he into it or does he just not really care? He's like, why are you making sounds and why are sounds coming out of your mouth? <laughs> and then he's like, mm, this when, is fine. When my food dish is empty. Yeah, exactly. But he loves it. It's like, Mr. <laughs> Oh, see, wants the mouth. Always kissing the mouth. It's kind of gross, but. <laughs> well, uh, this is this is this is a good kind of interruption. Not necessarily barking or noise like before, but. He was ready to blow um, though. He was about to scream. Yeah, but instead we're Mad. sort of getting the semi-photo bomb. Yeah, look at this little guy. He may bark, so I'm sorry if he does, but. It's only going to make things more interesting. And speaking of more interesting, you know, uh, there are seem to be an endless, you know, again, I just stumbled into this Twitter polling. It seems like there's an endless uh, cycle of White Sox Twitter polls, including polls of people who engage writing, et cetera, uh, on Twitter. And of course, yes. the, the, the big one is the, uh, apparently the 108 tournament, Yes. which who knows, maybe right. now that you're getting this, um, early press maybe maybe you squeak into that who's who's to maybe. say maybe in know. fact especially because i apparently catch hell about this too although i don't think i was dying on the on the hill of the sex of the 108 poll last year so anybody who wants to dig me now <laughs> shame on you because many people spoke out including i think some of the participants but uh, you know uh i reached out to the beef loaf and you know we're we're cool. He knows he knows he put beef knows he put his neck out on the line for that. And listen, you know you, you live and die by these decisions. I'm guessing there won't be a women's bracket this year, or maybe there will. I don't know. Maybe they're going to double down on this thing. Yeah. But you know, yeah. But the the air was cleared there. But I want to say, you know, before we get into your thoughts on the 108 tournament, because this is very important stuff. Uh, I want to say it's your Izzy, uh, Miss, Mrs. Beefloaf, Beefloaf, Skittles, Mr. Skittles, uh, <laughs> Bobo, Helmet Nachos. Anybody thinking of putting this thing together? First of all, I know I'm probably power ranked about 801. So I know this isn't in danger. But if I am ever in one of these tournaments, I insist on be, being put in the men's bracket. The men's bracket? That's all I have to say about you need, that. What if you're not? What if you're... I think I'll. I think I will refuse my bid, and I think I will go for the NIT. I will accept an invitation to the uh, 108 NIT, whatever that is. Maybe it's the Bennett Carroll uh, tournament, whatever. I will. Yeah. Accept, I'm going to accept the NIT if I can't be in the men's. Bracket. Good. Your feelings. Double down. Your thoughts. You double down on it. Um, here's the thing. I feel like everybody that's included in that will destroy me. I'm also not very <laughs> confrontational or when I am, I'm usually way too personal. So, <laughs> uh, that's how I feel about it. And as far as, uh, on the, on the, on the Festivus show, uh, too, I wanted to say that those guys, I think somebody gave them shit about being female friendly or something. And that was the term that was used female friendly, which is funny to me because, in general, like, and I think I've written about this before on Twitter, um, whoever, I don't know if whoever gave them shit about it used the term female friendly, but I was like, can we just back up and not even, can we start with like not using the term female? Like, can we just say women? It would be great if we just said women. Um, so I'd like to start there. That's one thing. And I don't think that's those guys. I think that's like, in general, I see people saying like, female, female, female. And I'm always like, just women, like we're the same species as human men. So that was one thing that I thought was just more humorous than anything when I listened to the Festivus show. Cause I was like, <laughs> just like, where are we going with this conversation? But I mean, they did send out a full frontal 
postcard um, mm-hmm. with their little suits on and stuff. So wow. um, I would say that's, it's like HBO level friendly. I really wandered into more detail about this than I really thought I was. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, I went off on a tangent. Um, oh, no, no. You, you, I thought you about fired it. Back. You fired back. It's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I opened it up, but uh, um, okay. So, uh, um, men, uh, men bracket. That's the only one I will accept. Men bracket. Men bracket. He only accepts men brackets. Men bracket. And women brackets, if there is one. Have we resolved? I don't know. Should there, there shouldn't be a man in a woman bracket. Let's just, let's get real here. No, I mean, I, I've, yeah, I, I found it odd. Perhaps, maybe I was super spicy. I don't think I stuck my neck out about some goofy, like, fan poll Twitter popularity contest thing. But it did strike me as um, counter- uh, productive or counterintuitive. I get what the thinking was. Hey, let's, let's acknowledge some important voices out there. But then when you pile them into the sidecar, uh, on a large highway, that seems sort of. Yeah. Scary. It could, so, I feel like it could be, if they're going for weird, it could be infinitely weirder and it could be good if you combine. I mean, to be fair, I think there's like other brackets, like old goat, goats and jackasses <laughs> and whatever smelling I, be people. In that I mean i don't know i mean I, it's not as if they're you know it's not if the whole premise is politically correct so i get the idea i get that i'm i i understand i was shouting at a cloud i get yeah it. but i think that's the thing that's in general sad. it's all fun yeah and Even wow that people was people forget it's fun <laughs> perhaps perhaps too much time spent on that but hey we're off to a rousing start yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, speaking of, pot. did we ever, uh, did we ever make a decision on helmets? Is uh, is there a a preferred helmet at the ballpark? Is it more the food nacho helmet, or is it more the dessert uh, Sunday helmet? I think it depends on the day. Really? Yeah. Day game, you're going like a Sunday uh, a helmet. Night game, day? nacho. I feel like a hot day. Sunday is the way to go, but yeah, I think nachos are the safest bet. And have you determined if one needed to be dumped on you, which it would be? Both. Because I think that really, that was the pressing issue <laughs> that, that came out of the, the, the time previous we spoke. Both at the same time. And it Both won't be, time. it's not going to be sexy either. It's just going to be like, uh, you know, an, yeah. what is that movie? Um, Spaceballs, like uh, Pizza the Hut. It'll be like that, like a mound. Like, man, you have to leave. Yeah, they're going to be like... We're going to escort you out for yeah, what you've gonna done. Yeah, I'm going to be like, I can't get out from under this pile of food. For the crimes you committed against concessions, you <laughs> must leave. Think of the children. They're starving. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've written some stuff over the year for us at, I believe... Not that much. Um, but, a three, but yet three different locations, three different locales, and that's <laughs> more Blessed. a diss on us than anything else. But perhaps we have a home now. I don't know. Maybe you're not even seeing this on Southside Sack. Maybe we've already moved on somewhere else. But uh, I think perhaps the most recent thing, although like, there's pretty interesting pot you're uh, stirring. We'll get to that. But uh, Adam Engel. Adam Engel's back. You know, Adam Engel. How are you feeling about that? Well... As you know, the thing I think I last wrote was about Adam Engel, and I just feel good about him. Yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that, honestly. Like, I don't know. I mean, he just has obviously, you know, worked extremely hard, and I feel like it's – he has the natural speed, and it seems like he's working hard enough to make strides and improving in other areas, and – I'm a believer. So I'm really glad that he is still going to be with us for a while, a little bit. Um, because I don't know, I think, you know, I know we've come up with the Adam Eaton solution. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it for now. But I don't know. I mean, it's basically like, is that a solution? Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to treat, okay. treat that as a rhetorical question. But uh, if, if that rousing support of Adam Engel hasn't uh, wet your whistle enough or hasn't just com- left you completely satisfied, I will link to that Adam Engel story, which was written as a bit of an appreciation as a guy who's a little bit unsung 
uh, playing a sort of unsung role in Lucas Giolito's no-hitter last. He did. Because that was not, I mean, you watched the video I talked about in the article. Like, that was a really hard catch to make. And he, like, busted his ass. He almost busted his ass getting it and then was just, like, dead afterwards. So, I mean, if he hadn't caught it. Inadvertently, part of the shit I got from the president of the BBWWWAAA um, at the time. That was that was phase one. And then phase two had to do with, oh, yeah, like a follow-up on the no-hitter. Yeah. Fun, man. Last summer was fun. It, 2020 so much, rocked. 2020 I think people are just home and they're like, everything's bad. And then they go crazy. The narcissism has been on. Yeah. I feel like the narcissism has been out in full display this year for those that carry it easily. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's a new year and a new leadership at the BBWW. WWAAAA and um, refreshing things. A much, yeah, a much, a much more dignified uh, president in C. Trent Rosecrans. So, I actually um, know nothing about that. So, well, if you'd like to you know, tell me, I don't think there's really much to say. In the fact, <laughs> I think the president gets deposed every uh, year or two, and yeah. probably everybody gets a turn because you know everybody has to play nice with everybody else. Apparently, yeah. I, so I've learned. So I've learned you can you can speak no ill of even the most. Uh, insipid writing out there and it cannot be offset by complimenting great stuff which i think sort of how it should work right hey awesome piece keelan man keelan that was a shitty piece it would work that way now granted i don't think i'm going to necessarily do that um especially because we work together i can say hey keelan um rewrite you know but if it's published saying i don't know the chicago tribune maybe it should be something that's that's really good it's good yeah, but, you should uh, you should hold each other other to standards. There should be standards, and yes, if someone does actually hold to it, <laughs> it's been a weird year. It's been a weird year. Hey, on that note, let's take a short break. Who knows? Part, part two of this podcast could be a lot longer and a lot spicier. But Spicy. uh, we're gonna take. A short break where on the podcast you're going to hear, I don't know, an ad or two. It probably is going to have to do with fantasy football, sort of incongruous. Uh, could even involve some sort of natural hair coloring. I think I've heard that one too. Uh, oh. But you're going to hear something. And who knows, perhaps as we come back for the break, Keelan may play us out of the break. Who's to say? I can, but what do you want? Like, what do you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's. <laughs> He's really got a lot of attention. I'm going to guess there's been at least five Spotify hits uh, based oh. on uh, perhaps just you and Tommy referring to Michael. So getting his Michael overdue Mac- do. Michael McDonald. McDonald. All right, we're going to we're going to take a break and be back in just mere seconds on the video cast. You'll you'll hear no break at all. So uh, that's the magic of the video. So uh, see you in a minute. Hey there, while Keelan unbelievably remains silent for just a short period of time there, we are back on the Southside Sox podcast. It's number 16, and I'm here with one of our staff writers, Keelan Blue, who's written some very entertaining stuff uh, over the years. Of course, as she uh, self-admitted, perhaps not enough. So hopefully we're going to see a lot more stuff from her this year, and that will come perhaps, who knows, full season of baseball. And uh, hey, maybe let's leap into that. There seem to be rumors that the season is not going to be delayed, that spring training will not even be delayed. I suppose that is the absolute best case alternate universe scenario. I don't think it's completely impossible. However, are you feeling confident that we are going to have 162 games and a full spring training? It was a tough one because I just looked at the COVID numbers from that new strain in the UK today, and it was really bad. (laughs) So... I could see us trying that. And by us, I mean the MLB, which I'm not affiliated with. Mm. (laughs) Um, And I could see it starting and then it's like, oh, everybody's getting COVID again. So we need to stop. And I don't know. I don't, if they have a a full season, I will be amazed, but I think there will at least be several games that will be canceled, rescheduled. This isn't going away. It's been pointed out that the NFL, with granted utter disregard for its players and some pretty full-on contact, and I also believe no semblance of any sort of 
bubble. I, I don't even know if that's true. I don't really pay a lot of attention to football. It's funny. I have football on my list here and I admit I couldn't give a hell about football, but the fact that they have actually played what I believe is on the verge of a full season um, yeah. is uh, I, I won't call that a good sign for uh, major league baseball, but at least it makes it a, makes it possible. Yeah. Um, it is, but they even still canceled several games and they go like a week in between games. So, and I mean, as you know, and the audience knows we play way more games. So I don't know how that's feasible as many games as we play for as long of a season without breaks like that, because it would be like, they would play, people would be on the COVID list and then usually they would get to play like the next week or maybe it would be two weeks. Um, But that would mean they would only miss like one or two games, but with, you know, with baseball, like, that's just not how that works. So I don't know how that would shake out. I mean, we would have guys missing a lot of games. And I don't know how, I mean, that would be pretty detrimental with some of those. So yeah, I don't know how that'll work if they don't do some kind of a system, like more bubbly system, because for the NFL, they didn't really do that. Um they may say they did, but it was like you said, it was it was almost like a normal season minus the fans being there. Um, and that is something I follow. I know football like better than baseball. Um, so I've been following that pretty closely this year. And it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. And I mean, even there's that Broncos game where all of their quarterbacks were <laughs> none of them could play because they were on the covid list and they had to put in that one. He was like a running back or something. It wasn't even like first string, I don't think. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I, right now, just with how, I mean, the U.S., everybody's relaxed. Um, and, you know, everybody wants to be back to normal. But then we have this new strain, strain of COVID. It's going to be. You say everybody's relaxed as if we're yeah. not always relaxed. Like any of us act like we can, I mean, yeah. any of us collectively as a nation have really made uh, – or are willing to dig even deeper and make the yeah. sacrifices necessary. Well, everybody's just tired of it. Uh, yeah, it's funny to bring up a sport that cares less about its players than than uh, than baseball, <laughs> but one does exist. And uh, imagine if the NFL had a minor leagues. I guess they do because it's called college football, but even they might actually get more care. I think they get fed better than minor leaguers do, but imagine if the NFL had a minor league how that would be like they would be breaking rocks between games or something. I don't know how you yeah. could treat people worse, but I'm sure the NFL would find a way to treat their minor leaguers worse than baseball treats their own minor leaguers. Yeah. No, that would be terrible. See, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just feeding you story ideas. Yeah. They're just I will go, filling out. go off <laughs> because I know, I mean, even college players like, yeah, you're right. They probably get fed better, but yeah, I mean, all of the stuff with the NCAA and you know, the video games making money off of those players and, it's pretty crazy. Do you, and, you know, not to veer off into football, because again, I care not for pigskin. However, <laughs> uh, do you think any time in the near future, or maybe any time ever, that the, the whole hypocrisy of it all is going to be shattered and they will actually be like paid beyond the value of the education, or you know, at least at universities that are making billions of dollars, or a billion dollars, or millions of dollars, whatever it is, or are paying their coaches fifteen million dollars a year? going to actually break past the fact not play this game anymore and actually pay the guys some money or do you think that's never going to happen you ask so many tough questions (laughs) i think maybe it'll happen but it's going to be a long time because i feel like people there's like this weird there's like a cultural thing with football but also like a generational thing where i think some people who are older, not everybody, but some people who are older may still think like, well, they're getting to go to school for free. That's like all they need and stuff like that. And kind of like that bootstrap mentality. I think there's a bit of that that's like, and with any kind of like legislative branch right now with people with that mindset in it, like nothing's going to get done. Um, so I don't see that happening anytime soon, but I can tell you, um, you know, I'm, seems like I have to bring up my brother every podcast. He played college football at Georgia and this was in like 2001, I think, or two. Oh, he started in 1999. He told me that even though they do get like meals and they're fed and given a dorm and, you know, supplies for books and stuff, he said like 
the amount of food they need as like a college athlete is so much so that even their, their meal plan at times would not feed them. So like we can barely do that (laughs) and nobody seems to really want to change it. What's great about this is I'm going to manage to diss your, your brother and football, (laughs) like all in the same comment and God bless you, Keelan's brother. But I think we finally have the reason why uh, he's a Detroit Tigers fan. So several, (laughs) several concussive blows. (laughs) Nutrient deficiency. I understand now. Yes. And perhaps even the dietary, uh, restrictions <laughs> he was placed by the bulldogs, but all right. So you're not going to commit to the system changing in any, um, no. substance, substantive way, uh, in any time in the near future. And I don't we're think so. Talking but I hope so. About college football. We veered. We veered so hard. Gone bananas. All right, let's talk about uh, stories that you may have on the hopper. There are many, but one has just snuck up on me as late as last night, and it's one that may be uh, issued first, and it has to do with the stars. The stars. What different sort of stars? You want to tease that a little, or you don't have to. You can keep everybody in the dark, yeah. Oh, I'll I'll tease it. So, I... I have a, I don't even know how to start this. I have a side, a very loose side interest in the pseudoscience known as astrology. (laughs) I know a lot about it, but I also don't believe it. But also when it's convenient, I will cite it. So it's, you know, we're in a time where there's not a lot to talk about. So we're in a time that doesn't believe a lot in science. Yeah. We're in a time where pseudoscience is acceptable. Baseball's slow. So why not look at how the stars align or some of our current active roster? So everybody look forward to that coming in the next oh, few weeks. Man. That's that's t- and that implies a lot of research is going to go into this next few weeks. Not like tomorrow. Not like she's finishing it right now. Tomorrow. Yeah. And this all started because I'm I'm still researching Blackjack McDowell. Yeah, I was going to refer to the Tilting at Windmills uh, feature story idea that involves the pursuit of Blackjack McDowell. Uh, update there. Still I cannot find, find his contact information. Yeah, he's no I, longer coaching in the Carolinas, correct? No, he's not coaching there. I found that out because I emailed him there and uh i got a bounce back and i was like (laughs) funny funny that blackjack mcdowell would find himself out of a college (laughs) mentorship role well and i didn't even know about all of his (laughs) his history whenever you were like oh maybe you should reach out to him and then and this was before tony larissa was hired so i'm kind of in a way glad that i wasn't ready like didn't get in touch with him then again no i still could have now but yeah i'm trying to find him I can't find him though. Yeah, he'd probably have something to to say about the White Sox higher, given I'm the fact dying. that he has thrown the organization under the bus. With I'm uh, shaking my computer because I'm dying to know. His, mm. I'm dying to talk to him. Okay. So don't topple the Amazon pants, Key. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pile of pants behind my computer. Hey, uh, um, is any of the artwork a, a blue original? This one is right here. This it's a collage. Flippin' sweet. Wow, first we get Mr. Wendell, then we get a collage. It's a collage. Oh man, great uh grapefruit grapefruit sunrise? It's a grapefruit sunrise. Oh, and a dude on a horse. I think whatever you titled it, I think I just retitled it. Sorry. That's okay. That's all right. You can, you can frame it. it and and scratch out whatever it was. I'm gonna wait and put this back up. Because... <laughs> Crash wouldn't be good. Yeah. I don't wanna uh, have to pay that bill. Yeah, I would be sending you an invoice for that for sure. Uh, okay, tell me something about this. The White Sox have been criticized for a relative lack of inactivity, although, to be honest, um, barometrically, they are probably as active a team as out there other than, of course, the San Diego Padres, who are spending <laughs> Monopoly money, you know, which is cool for them. Um, but, okay, do the White Sox look uh, much better relative to the North Side team, which apparently – does not see the opportunity of basically being able to back into a division title with even a reduced roster, because let's face it, they were going to cut a couple guys. They have actually 
literally cut a couple of guys. They traded you Darvish. Uh, did the White Sox end up looking good and aggressive and forward thinking just by virtue of the fact that the team closest to them that they've been playing under the shadow of for uh, a decade, if not more, uh, is absolutely hacking down its roster in a division that is eminently winnable. Does that make the White Sox look better? Is it two completely different things? I feel like it does. Yeah. Because I feel like even no matter how good each team or if one's better than the other, if they're both good, we're always like low key comparing ourselves and using the other as like a metric to feel better. (laughs) So yeah, I think automatically seeing what's happening to them is like, uh, yeah, like we're doing okay. It could be that, but you know, I think there's also, for me personally, there's a sense of like, that could be us too. And has been at times. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think in a way we all do that. Um, and it'll be interesting to see the crosstown games and how that's going to go. But yeah, they've really cleaned house. I mean, I don't know what, what's going on. Like, where's Theo Epstein right now? He's probably like on a beach with a pina colada or something. Just like, <laughs> and then I, <laughs> yeah, like, where is he? I got out of there at the right time. Yeah. Or did he know, like, he had to have known this was Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, that there was going to be a budget, you know, crush and and there were going to be some painful decisions to make. And he chose, I guess he chose not to make them. Um, But he also chose to forego whatever, however, $11 billion he was due to make in the last year of a contract. So he did walk away from that. Uh, Well, and then like, you know, the rickets, I'm always (laughs) very, I'm more like, curious about the rickets sometimes than I am about the Cubs themselves because it's like what is going on with the rickets is what are they I mean they've like rebuilt Wrigleyville like what all is going on with those guys it's like they've gotten this play money I find it ironic that uh, when when Sox Park was built it was um, derided legitimately or not as like it was like a shopping mall and and so forth and and it tickles me to no end that now basically Wrigley Field is, is pretty much literally like a shopping mall. Yeah. Pen. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure to, to great end for the Ricketts and for the city and all that. But I mean, it's literally like, uh, the heck's that place in the mall where they, they you drop the kids and they like, they, they like learn. Oh, yeah. Like, a, whatever I don't know, like called. a play center or something. Yeah. Childless like, man here. But yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, where it's just like, it's romper room. You know, romper room with beer. It's Chuck uh, and cheese. And you know, twenty yeah, twenty years ago the Sox were thirty years ago derided for having built this like shopping mall ballpark. And I get it's sort of two different things, but it's just sort of funny how things come around and like literally now they're just absorbing they have, all the neighborhoods. They have an ice skating rink over there. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't even know. No, yeah. And it is crazy. I used to live I lived I think I forgot the exact address, but it was dangerously close. Yeah, I lived at, I lived on Addison at like Lakewood in Addison or Racine in Addison. That's like literally dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I was like right there. I mean, when I didn't have a lot of money, I would go eat at that sad Taco Bell. Actually, because of the memory, I would eat there. Yeah, because I was like, I only have a dollar or a few dollars, so I'm going to get like two soft tacos or something. So yeah, I mean, not that that's like some icon of heritage or culture there or something, but it is kind of crazy. Cause but you go it is yet house. another business that was absorbed. Yeah. Greed. Yeah. And you go over there now. Because their Taco oh. Bell inside the park now is going to sell that same dollar menu for, I don't know, is it the $10 menu? <laughs> yeah. Like that. Well, yeah. And it's like, I, I could actually afford to live there. I mean, I lived in like a garden apartment and it was my, I had a roommate and it was like, $1,200 total to live there. And I'm like, you're not going to find that there now, not in the two bedroom, one bathroom apartment. So, I think it's yeah. 1200 to park in the front lawn of that apartment <laughs> now. Yeah. At least game day, probably for a year past. Yeah. It's crazy. It's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that uh, they are, I mean, uh, and then I think there's been some talk about like, they're going to do it right. Some teams have done it wrong meaning like they're going to rebuild, they're not going to fully rebuild. I think maybe Cleveland was cited as one of the teams that it, did it, it, did it wrong. Maybe I, I might have that team wrong, <laughs> but you know, that somehow ever, I mean, for all the hell the White Sox got from their fans again, probably rightfully for the white flag trade and maybe even for the rebuild that was initiated with the Chris Sale trade and the Adam Eaton 
uh, trade, meaning you have some assets on the table and you get rid of them to get worse. So then eventually you can get better. This very strange rebuild cultural culture we are in. We have a baseball that the Cubs before the season even begins, they're not selling at mid season, which the white flag trade yeah. was with the White Sox. They felt they couldn't win the division probably erroneously, but uh, decided to bail on a season that seemed still winnable. Uh, the season hasn't even started. The division we all know is horrible. Uh, it's it's far worse than, well, it's definitely worse than AL Central. The Centrals are terrible. The White <laughs> Sox should easily win numerous games from those teams because Cincinnati appears that they're going to be worse. Cubs yeah. are making themselves worse. Pittsburgh's awful. Milwaukee, God bless our brethren right to the north. Uh, we love you, but, you know, they're struggling. They're, they're in some transition. St. Louis, always pretty good. So I guess there's one formidable foe going into the season, and yet you're opting to seemingly punt the season because I'm guessing this isn't the only move they're going to make. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. And I think, and I haven't caught up in a few days, but I saw like the Wilson Contreras stuff too. So yeah, it's really something. And I agree. It's, I don't know. I mean, yeah. And like Chris Bryant is going to go, I'm sure. Seems. Yeah. So I don't know either. And again, I don't want to get all like conspiracy theory about it, but and like the rickets something about everything they're doing it's like you you built all this shit (laughs) to i feel like they're gonna take their money and they're just like opportunistic (laughs) like swoop it in there (laughs) here's a question and 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 i've had this come up with at least a couple longer term baseball fans for the north side than i'm even for a south side fan and let me tell you people that's a long time but if the Ricketts were to buy, and I know your allegiance to the White Sox is still, it's relatively new and fresh. You haven't been Maybe. a 40 year fan. I'm not as cynical. If a Ricketts ownership group was to buy a, a team you loved, let's say it's the White Sox, but any team you loved, would that be a conundrum for you? How, how would your yes. fandom change under those types of circumstances? I mean, I don't think it it would change, but I would be sad. And I would be like, oh, God. But that being said, I mean, well, the situation we're in now compared to that situation, the situation the White Sox are in compared to the situation the Cubs are in, I'd still say it's different because it's like we haven't really given away anything. You know, I know people are happy we're not spending, but we've still got like – we got dudes. Mm-hmm. We're not giving anybody away. I think the Ricketts in general, something about a, somebody like that taking over is how long have they owned the Cubs? Like 10, 11 years, something oh, like no, that. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that long, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a better part of a deck, you know? Yeah. 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 I think it's, you know, not too long. And it's like, you know, they got, they got the world series, but then, and rebuilt Wrigleyville. It's like, what else though? And it's like, they've not done this before, I don't think. So I would just be, I feel like healthily skeptical about like, what are you guys going to do? Because yeah. <laughs> it's not like we know they're, and this is going to like affect my own point, but it's like, I don't know what their game plan is. Like with Jerry, we kind of see what he does and like worse. know what he does. Yeah, exactly. It's like still unknown what those guys do. And then I think I made this joke on Twitter the other day. I lived in Nebraska for like eight months and, you know, just seeing like what Matt Ricketts, who's the governor of the state does. I'm like, you guys just like to break stuff, like get into your positions there. I think their fathers, like the, he founded TD Ameritrade. I think so. Um, Bertha. you know, yeah, great. Um, I think like just getting in those, they get in these positions because of who they are, which is, you know, not uncommon, but then their success is yet to be proven, I guess. So be I'd ch- be skeptical. It would be challenging for me to keep my level of current fandom under those circumstances. It wouldn't go away. I wouldn't renounce it, but I think it would go, I do think it would go fairly dormant, which would mean I don't know that I would be able to play this role on a site because Dang. it's just, you know, I mean, this isn't, this isn't signing Trevor Bauer, which yeah. it, even that would be a challenge, but you know, you work around it. You know, they are just uh, 
guys, you know, right. They're, they're, they're just wearing laundry, right. You know, whatever. Okay. You know, and, and Lord knows Trevor Bauer is going to like implode, you know, shortly before a six year, uh, $280 million contract is fulfilled. But yeah, when the ownership and the direction of the team, uh, you know, I mean, fans don't get a vote, but fans, you know, do get a secondary vote once the decision has been made. And if, uh, and you know, and that would go if, 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 if Jerry Reinsdorf was revealed as, you know, XYZ type of person, of course, to me, it would affect my fandom. I know a lot of people say, man, you're a clown. I've just turned off this podcast because of what you just said, Brett, but uh, you know, I mean, that's just my honest answer. And it's a, it's a curiosity because that's a real challenge. It's right across town. And I mean, obviously yeah. it's not new. They didn't just buy the team. And, and I think pretty much people knew what they were to begin with. You know, I don't yeah. think it's been any real slow revelation. It's probably got worse over the last four years because a lot more stuff has come about, out about that family and it's post title. So they're, you know, they're yeah. bloom on the rose any longer, but uh, yeah, just, I mean, honestly speaking, I don't, I don't know how I'd be able to, and you know, listen, man, hat off to somebody who can, you know, cause uh, they're certainly the Cubs are not the only team out there in the sports world um, owned by hideous people, but yeah. um, oh, it'd be tough. It, it well, would, it'd be real yeah. Tough. And then like you brought up, I mean, it's not just a player. It's the leadership is a long time yeah. and generational, you know? So it's like, yeah, you're yeah. signing up for, for trying to hang on for, I mean, even people who are not happy, with Jerry sometimes and they're like, can we get a new owner? It's like, just don't even, <laughs> and yeah. be careful what you wish for. Yeah, but also, what you wish for. It's true. Yeah. Because yeah, especially like, who's coming in, who's coming in now to, to I mean, uh, Steve Cohen's a hero in New York. And, you know, I think I was listening to, Oh, by the way, killer bees, that's Keelan's podcast with Tommy Barbie. I'm just an owner for one, you know, while there's a holiday break or something, apparently I'm just getting holiday pay. For this <laughs> one. But, uh, you know, you guys were talking about it and, you know, he's seen as like this folk hero cause he's active on Twitter and he's vowing to spend and he's not the will ponds. And I mean, all those things are great at the same time. Well, yeah, okay. You know, he's no hero, you know, I mean, he's not it's even all like rich a, people. It's all rich people. Yeah, it yeah. is. And I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's shades of gray because you've got, uh, was it Steve Ballmer who owns the the Clippers who seems generally like an all around pretty good, you know, do like the dude you want um, Steve Cohen to be, you know? And I mean, listen, the guy can't do anything about his past. He can't do anything about how he got his billions to buy a baseball team. I, I get it. It's done. Uh, it's on, you know, it's, it's on the record. And I guess if you're a Mets fan, you're just like, okay, let's, let's roll with this. You know, he's going to be a good guy now. And he, and he seems to be saying the right thing. So that's cool. And I guess it's fair to say, all right, need to turn a page. Uh, he, he won't be a robber baron with my team. I don't know. Or, yeah. <laughs> you, know you hope, you know, he doesn't like sign a new TV deal and run uh, yeah. or something, but uh, yeah, you're right. Careful what you wish for, because I, you know, there's no, there's, there's no sweethearts out there where, you know, there's no, there's not gonna be any Green Bay Packers ownership yeah. ever, yeah. you know, again. So, yeah. And I mean, I think this, another controversial thing is like the same thing when, and who, I mean, to be fair, we don't know what's going to happen yet, but same thing when like Ricky Renteria was leaving and everybody was like, yay. It was like, <laughs> okay, but who will, who's going to come in? We don't know. Yeah. I mean, when, when literally the guy who did the hiring and firing, or at least the firing, has got to go to bed at night saying, okay, now again, would I have done this if I knew how this was going to play out? And I mean, I, you know, we can't speak for Rick Hahn, but I, you have to assume, based on everything he said, no, he would not have. If he knew yeah. not only that this would be the hire, but it would be shoved down his throat with no process at all. Yeah. Because if nothing yeah. else, you can set up a camera, film your, the five interviews you're allowed to have, including the one with Tony La Russa, show them to the owner and say, okay, seriously, really? okay, you know, I, I won't identify any of the people we're talking to here, but tell me which guy you absolutely would not hire versus the guys you might. Yeah. Especially given it's going to be at a discount price. <laughs> As opposed uh, to your guy, which, you know, I don't even know. Do we, do we, do we even know his rate or his, his, his contract? I don't think term? so. I'm out of the loop now. So I don't really know, but I think oh. it's just... Yeah, I have no idea. For as long as he wants to do it. And, uh, you know, That's by the something- way... I've been so curious about him. Like, how much is he getting paid? I don't know. And keep in mind, they're still paying Ricky Renneria. So, I mean, this is on top of anything. They're already still paying him for that mystery contract extension they gave him in the in the middle of the night in late 2018 or something. So, you know, they're 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 paying at least two managers. I think Robin Ventura is off the payroll now, but 
Yeah, at least two managers. And the 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 current one did not come cheap. I'm sure. No. I'm sure he wasn't like, "Hey, because you hired me back, <laughs> let's do it for a penny." Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I'm very. I would be very curious to know that. So we touched sure. on it a little bit in terms of just whether or not we're going to play a full baseball season, but more broadly speaking. What do you anticipate for 2021? Do, do, do we see a turn? Do we see good things? Do we see a struggle? Obviously, we have um, a change in leadership at the top, which um, hopefully brings some, some brighter days because it's at least just competent and normal. But uh, are we, have we put too much into that? Do we think it's still uh, going to be some dark days I ahead? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, I'm a little worried about it. I feel like I'm naturally like skeptical about things. I will put that like I can be a Debbie Downer or I feel like it's like healthy to be skeptical of new situations when, you know, there's not like a proven thing to this. Like, yeah, sure. I see a lot of people being like, Oh, well, Tony Larissa, he's one world series. It's like, yes, but under what circumstances and how long ago were those? And that kind of thing. Um, you know, things are a lot different now. And I know people don't like to hear that, but that's just the truth. Like players are a little different now. Um, Obviously we don't have all of this stuff with uh, performance enhancing drugs. Um, It's not the same. And I think sometimes the expectation for coaches, you know, people will be like this formula worked for this team, but we don't know that. So I'm like very skeptical. I think just by nature of like the players we have will do. Okay. I hope we'll do great and I know I see like power rankings MLB put out were like sixth today um which was kind of like it was funny uh it was who was ahead of us um the twins (laughs) yeah twins are only American League team I think yeah so that was interesting because I think we had been like fifth but yeah I mean I feel I feel positive middling positive I think you know, the, the changes in the players will be interesting and the coaching will be interesting. And then I do think if we do have a full season, you know, those guys didn't play that full season last year. So I am still like weary of how they will handle that as well. So that's how I feel. I'm keeping positive. Yeah. Generally positive, but you know, I still have like some skepticism or like wait and see things in the back of my head. And I, uh, Tony Larusa is one thing, but I'm interested in how like Adam Eaton is going to fit in, and I'm not. It helps I, to have Tony Larusa, I think, really. Yeah, so hopefully he'll. Yeah. You know they're. I think, I think they're cut from the same cloth. So. And I think Tommy Tommy like gave this example, or more like painted this mental picture of. Uh, he was like, I think Tony LaRusso, if Adam Eaton acts out, Tony LaRusso will dump his ass in the dumpster or something like that. I was like, I like that mental image. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah, you certainly hope it's just not all in for the, 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 the feisty grinder guy, because, you know, I, I think, you know, probably most managers like that as much as we disdain that as fans and realize that that's sort of some kind of weird charade. I think most, most managers probably do enjoy that. And obviously, you know, uh, Ricky liked, uh, Leroy, as he always called him, Leroy, you know, as being a glue guy and all that. So, I mean, I I think there's some appreciation, but yeah, to know that if there is some BS going on where he's like, okay, just get out. If he starts doing this thing where Drake LaRoche is a team leader and he's campaigning to be the DH on the team or something, then yeah, maybe he will um, show, and maybe he has the power to do that because, you know, it's arguably the second most powerful person in the White Sox organization is now Tony Larusa. Go figure. But, you know, if that's the case, then yeah, he pretty much has high and firing power. I mean, Rick Hahn's going to yeah. be an accomplice, but I'm not sure that he necessarily is going to be able to override. Rick could not override the managerial hire. Um, yeah, especially, you know, I mean, the relationship between him and Tony and Jerry. It's kind of like, where does Rick Hahn fit in now? Um, like, when does his say matter now? It's something we just uh, uh, published uh, today, Sunday night, we're talking, which, is, you know, explains the mellow, chill, cool, like... Chill vibe. 
art background of this podcast, but uh, uh, James Fox just published something, you know, uh, addressed what seems to be the likely next signing for the White Sox, which is Liam Hendricks, a closer, and probably not necessarily going to come cheap, even though I don't know that there are many teams competing with the White Sox for his services. What's the feeling, uh, Keelan, I guess as we wind this up, uh, about putting significant money or years into a closer, which is traditionally pretty volatile? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I think, again, I think Tommy and I talked about this too. But yeah, I mean, I think it is a bit of a gamble, especially because, like, he's good. But we don't know how good he's going to be. Like you said, it's volatile. So it's a little, it's a little scary. But again, I, I'm taking my healthy, like, my healthy dose of skepticism and tempering it with some positivity. Um, I, I know fan-wise, you know, people are wanting some of those holes to be filled. And I think a lot of people feel that this is it, but we'll see. <laughs> it's tricky to give into that, 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 that thirst to say, okay, we just, we spent, we did some, it's like making a trade for trade's sake. And I'm not saying that Liam Hendricks represents that, but given that there are bigger needs and given that this is going to be probably prohibitive costs, probably prohibitive commitment. It's, it's an interesting direction to go. It's like the White Sox choose the area of least competition when it comes to the open yeah. market. And I guess you still get credit for doing something because I guess that's better than nothing, but I'm not sure that necessarily seems wise or strategic when we're talking about a bullpen that's already very strong. And there are, there are, there are still gaps on this team. Maybe not many, but there are still some pretty wide open gaps. Yeah. The, the things that are happening right now, I'm, it's interesting, like with the pitchers, I mean, Lance Lynn happened, which was, I did not expect that. I'm not mad about it, but I didn't expect yeah. it. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then I thought Liam Hendricks was already going to happen. So I saw James's article and I was like, okay, good. This is still on the table. But I, yeah, like you said, I don't know that that's like the answer. I'm not, I'm not looking for that to be an answer at all um, for, for that. I'm, <laughs> Yeah, I think right field is more of what yeah. I'm like. What's I think happen? that the thing that that could really be a stab in the heart is, uh, and you know, this is this is a downer attitude, but it's something you have to anticipate, and it's what made the Adam Eaton signing seizing like the first day of free agent or winter meetings to sign him at not nothing. You know, it wasn't a million dollars. I know it wasn't. Yeah. A lot, it was not nothing. Is that what if this market is nothing? What if Marcelo Zuna signs for? $10 million. What if George Springer's market, not that I'm dying to have George Springer on the team, but what if his market is, is bottoms out? It's nothing. I mean, I guess say yeah. Trevor Bauer because everybody's talking him up and uh, pitching's always at a premium, but there are so many quality guys still out there who seem like just because of the crush of, of the, the fact that they're not a lot of teams participating in the open market. A lot of teams are crying poor, uh, probably including ours, but I mean, they, they know there's gotta be some money out there. They know they have to spend something. Yeah. Uh, that perhaps this market falls back to the Sox and then they've already committed $70 million to Adam Eaton. Maybe they're going to commit, you know, uh, into the mid teens on a Liam Hendricks and it's yeah. like, well, whoops. Oh, well now we are handcuffed, even though, yeah. holy cow, all the solutions, all our prayers are just, they're just running around. They're playing in, uh, they went to Japan to play because no, nobody paid them here. You know, I mean, that's yeah. an extreme example, but, uh, that's the thing I'm, I'm wary of and, yeah because you know nobody signed there's still a ton of talent out there and what the white Sox are filling and who they're filling it with you know last one accepted which is a trade by the way isn't doing it and and these two you know they're they're not really doing it so i hope if nothing else it means hey listen if the like with edwin incarnacion last year didn't really necessarily need to get him he was sort of there the Sox were on a roll it's like okay uh, 11 million, whatever, 12 million, not the hugest commitments a year. All right, why not? And at that point, I thought, man, they're just like running up the score. They're just getting a little nutty. Now, if yeah. they want to take that approach and say, hey, if George Springer's still out there, Marcelo Zuna's still out there for nothing, hey, wh- why not? There's no there's no salary cap. Okay. Uh, if that's our attitude, fine. But if it's going to be, hey, you know, we already spent our money, well, all these useful guys are just running around looking for jobs. <sighs> Yeah, you're gonna have to talk about it on podcast because it's gonna be frustrating. Yes, it will be. <laughs> uh, 
Way to go, <laughs> negative Nancy. Just kidding. <laughs> Man, I managed to usurp your Debbie Downer nest. But I did point out the grapefruit sunrise, so you know I'm not all dark clouds. Oh, there it is. Go make another appearance. Oh my god. Buy my art. Uh buy my art. Just kidding. It's not for sale. But, but if oh, well. anybody wants to buy this art, they can they can buy it. I'll take like Leave a comment. <laughs> Leave a comment. If you're if you're not, not you know, shipping. I know I might get some comments deriding me for asking people not to call uh women females. But if you're not gonna do that, consider buying my art. And if you are gonna do it, consider buying my art because I'll need my money to wipe my tears away. Ah, there you go. <laughs> it all comes, basically it all points to consider buying the art. Uh, there are going to be at least uh, probably one, maybe two links uh, uh, to Keelan's work uh, in the body of this piece. Uh, there is more to come. We have previewed uh, at least one tantalizing idea and perhaps who knows another if, if like Blackjack ever calls back. Um, I'm waiting. Got some interesting uh, stuff. And then of course, there's always ugly uniform additions that seem to be, I have to say, we don't really have formal beats at Southside Sox, but I think ugly caps, if not just ugly gear, I think is your, I think you've made it yours. So this makes me feel good and I can, I can handle this. And yes, I do have some thoughts running around about what's this 2021 spring training hat going to look like the new era. They're, it's, uh, they, they, how can they, these aren't things you should struggle with next. I mean, last year was bad. I don't know. Like, what are they going to do to one up that? I mean, look at the collage that you've just flashed a couple of times. That's like a collage piece that doesn't Art. make my head, you know, <laughs> hurt. It makes me say, wow, that's a cool way to combine some different shapes. Um, I know how to combine basic shapes. Okay. Yeah. So, Hey, MLB <laughs> right there. Right here. Let me do your hats. I mean, get over the fact, uh, uh, salve the wounds of the last article she wrote about. It was constructive. Nasty hat. And get over that and let's move forward because you do this again, you're getting another piece and probably more people are going to write it. I'm sure more people did write about it. I'm sure a pirate's writer wrote about a terrible pirate's hat or a Padres writer wrote about another terrible camo hat or whatever their goofy thing was. So, I mean, I don't think you're necessarily the only one. I, objecting. I know. I'm not, I know. I can't be even, even our own, I mean, our own are, people. We're like, there's nah. permanent vision damage done by some of this stuff. So. I don't know if I told you this, but it's related. I went to um, the sports depot place next to the field, Chicago sports depot. And they had in the corner, just like a whole spinny rack of those hats. And they were just shoved over in the corner. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, see? They were like, like, like some, some bands or something will offer like just a download, you know, free or, or no, a physical copy even free. Cause it's like, man, we got like, still got three crates of this. We can't do anything with it. Yeah. We're going to buy it. Are these, are these at these, but yeah, this is just, we are going to, we are going to give you two or three of these hats. If you order anything else, you buy anything yeah. else. You should have, did they offer? Did you buy anything? You know, you could have just said like, I like this game program and <laughs> they give you like three hats and then we'd have something to talk about. They should do that. They should just do giveaways. Honestly, like they should listen to me. Maybe collage, me. collage work of the collage hats. So maybe if they do, do offer that. them free to you, it's time to get out the scissors like Chris Sale and do that. <laughs> because I'm, I guarantee it's going to be a lot more attractive than that hat ended up looking. So I mean, we've teased some prime work coming from Keelan. Get ready. Get ready for um, my nonsense. Accept it into your hearts and it'll be a fun ride. This is what happens on the podcast when um, the year turns over. Uh, it's cold outside. It's cold in the hot stove. Uh, and that's cold in my heart. Frankly, <laughs> cold in all our hearts. Frankly, <laughs> uh, and Liam Hendricks, if it, even if that was to be a signing, it still leaves question marks. It, it fills a role that sort of maybe didn't quite need to be filled, probably not at least at the pay rate. So, I mean, the, the hot stove still is going to get lukewarm, if even if that's the signing. We could just talk about that all week. So, you know, this is what happens. And we thank you for sticking it out. We thank you for always listening yes. and sometimes even watching, paying attention to the Southside Sox podcast. And guess what? We're going to have many more. We have at least one a week. So we're going to keep one on again. Whether or not anybody buys her art, whether or not anybody has a wonderful comment for her adorable dog, Mr. Wendell, who even has a theme song. Uh, even if there are no comments left whatsoever, 
uh, we are, we're going to have you back. Yeah, we are. We're going to do that? Yeah. We can lament the lost Wrigleyville Taco Bell. R.I.P. to that fake Mexican food that fed me while I was in the dumps. Feed some of those who make the odd choice to be vegan consumers just even still doesn't even matter that it's yeah. just cheap food because there's just not a lot of options. So you get, they had, uh, did they take yeah, away the, the Taco Bell? Oh, boy, I hope not. Is no, it, I, th- that, I think it was the potatoes they took away. They're yeah. planning on taking away the potatoes if they yeah. haven't already. I'm sorry for your vegan loss. Well, yeah, I'm not even sure how much of that stuff is technically vegan, but we do <laughs> seek it out and eat those few things. So I uh, had tip Taco Bell. Yeah. No reason to like it. Send anything because we're shouting you out, but we are lamenting your loss in Wrigleyville. And there's not many things I lament the loss of in Wrigleyville, frankly. Yeah. So. They took down Taco Bell. They took down the McDonald's. Rest <laughs> <laughs> the peace, fast the food in Wrigleyville. All for a mall. All for a Gymboree. That's what it is. Gymboree. I thought that was a children's clothing store. Oh, I have no idea. Goodness. I don't know. I also oh. don't have children, so it's a mystery. It'll have to remain that way. Okay, let's call it Gymboree. <laughs> let's call Wrigley Field and its environs just a bit love of Gymboree. It. it is Gymboree ice with skating. beer. Yep. Ice skating. Ice skating, Starbucks. Charming. Food and halls. To, and to think that Sox Park was once criticized for being a shopping mall. Oh, food's boy. better. Food's ah, better. Hello. And I, as it seems, the Cuban food is about to get a lot better, given the fact that this hello. team is now significantly Cuban, even more significantly Cuban. It has been suggested that the Cuban cuisine uh, quality be upped. And I would guess that the White Sox are going to take that on big time. So Hell yes. that's cool. Better. That's better, exciting. Better Cuban set. <laughs> if, if we get, we get out to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't, I mean, yeah, I agree. If we don't get to, then I'm just going to be sad, but. You just have to dump. <laughs> Dump the, the nacho helmet at home. <laughs> tweet it out. That, that'll that'll get you some votes in the one <laughs> tournament that you yeah. may or may not be part I'm, of. I'm going to get a kiddie pool. Listen, if I I'll get a kiddie pool <laughs> if I'm in, and I might need to crowdfund the actual getting supplies. Of the supplies, and then I'll dump it. I will have some clothing on. You could auction so much. Um, you could auction the the uh, um, opportunities for for um, dump be, to be dumpers. <laughs> that know? could get that could go down like so many weird paths. Yeah, but I'm not attention getting not, device. I I'll do it. I mean, you're already in the pool. What's I'll the matter? I will get the I'll get the kitty pool. <laughs> I'll get some sort of outfit. That'll be a surprise. But everybody else has to provide. The nachos, which will be dumped, mm. or ice cream. Yeah, what time of year is it? Is it cool? I guess like yeah. you know, that would really sort of determine it. Indoor, yeah. Outdoor. Yeah, it might be a little too cold. All right. I would still do it outside. Yeah, like where? Where am I going to do it? I'm on the third floor. My I have a roof. Oh, so, like what if the drippings come through my roof? It could be a disastrous and as mr white this is officially we're now into like uh extra time bonus track material i can't <laughs> believe this is still part of the podcast but is mr wendell gonna be part of the proceedings he might get too grumpy he's not gonna he will bark at everyone around. but then he'll want to i could provide like, protection that you may need yeah yeah i mean if if i can like bid out this dumping service I might need protection. Let's be real here. I'm going to guess so. You got husband at a safe distance in the background, Wendell in the fray, and then... Well, uh, he would just be laughing. Like, he would think it was hilarious. And then whatever waivers um, signed by the dumpers, yeah. because clearly there's got to be some, some ground <laughs> Did rules. you have, like, testing before this was done? Like, are you clean? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tetanus shot. That's... Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Okay. Masked dumpers. If man, you're you're making a strong bid to get into this. I don't think you're gonna have to do the playing round. I think you've <gasps> shot past me at about eight oh one in the power rankings, and I think you're moving. Who up wants with to bullet. be a masked dumper? That's all it comes down there to. You if you want to be a masked dumper. All right. Well, okay. The gauntlet has been thrown, and now yeah. it's gonna be 
decision making of whatever this be, man I'm, I don't know how it works I don't know how it works 108 give us some support because we have somehow given you like 20 minutes of love here we have um, you're welcome Southside even though podcast. we weren't included on Bennett's serve or whatever contest yeah I voted for us but yeah I think the one year we were in the 108 tournament, I think it was like some kind of grudge match between what was then the ex Southside Sox guy, Jim, and Southside Sox. Maybe it was Sox Machine, Southside Sox, or Jim versus Southside Sox. And I, we got crushed badly because, I don't know, because we're not pretty enough. I don't know. but We'll do it again. Um, well, Take us on. I am not pitching for it, unless, of course, I can be in the mail bracket. Otherwise, I'm going to the NIT, Keelan. Right. Yeah. All right. Your masculinity is important. (laughs) Very clearly. (laughs) You have your Zen room and your. Very clearly. Very clearly, Keelan. Okay. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. The uh, credits are rolling on Southside Talks podcast number 16. Thank you, everybody, for listening, reading. Keep an eye out for the pseudoscience. Pseudoscience meets the Chicago White Sox. That'll be coming up, let's just say, in January. It's a coming attraction for January. And who knows yes. what else? Uh, we've got tons Pass. of stuff going on right now. We've got all our Hall of Fame voting going on in January. We've got the top 100 prospect countdown beginning. The top uh, prospect vote has already begun. There's a lot of stuff going on for the 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 dead of winter. So oh, yeah, keep reading. Enjoy, and as always, thanks for listening, watching, reading, and we'll be back with you with another Southside Pod, Sox podcast. Uh, I think that would be number 17. Maybe Lenny will come back and make his triumphant return to the podcast, given that he ended up on the cutting room floor with my user error podcast oh, a couple no. weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had, oh, it was the best one ever. The best one ever. He, he actually came up with the idea of the kiddie pool to get into the tournament, even before you. Lenny and I will go in together. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Lenny's wife. That does not mean anything <laughs> the bad. The idea doesn't sound good. Better and better. Well, I think he's going to have to come on the podcast now very shortly just to clarify uh, certain circumstances of this podcast. So thank you, everybody, for listening, <laughs> watching, and joining with us. Bid on the art. Uh, say hi to adorable Mr. Wendell. And look forward to the 108 tournament uh, featuring kiddie pools and a male with bracket. With Lenny. Yes. With Lenny. <laughs>